Yes, indeed. Welcome to Who Are These Broadcasters? I'm Christian Blatt, a.k.a. Sunday Bloody Sunday, and that is our own Pleasant Valley Sunday. Eric Zane. Eric, thank you for being here today. On Christian, thank you night. for inviting me. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. It's a special night. It's a special time. Thank you to Eric and everyone else who doesn't care about Chargers Bears, which is literally the only other thing you could be watching right now. So we really appreciate everyone who is here because this isn't just any episode of Who Are These Broadcasters? Oh, no. It is our Halloween spectacular. And uh, I will, uh, when we talk to our guest a little later, I will uh, make sure that he appreciates the fact that I refused, Eric, to call it a spooktacular. I think, uh, you know, I think we're too old. That's a compound media thing. <laughs> which which actually all ties into something something you're up to and where our guest comes from and all of that stuff. Now, if you are new to this show, welcome. And no, Carl isn't here, but I'm the DJ. He's the rapper. I'll be spinning some of the best vids from uh, <laughs> broadcasters. And uh, Eric, you handle the Super Chats. Explain how the Super Chats work, please. Well, the Super Chats go like this. For starters, if you really want Christian to say something horrible, put it up as a Super Chat. All right? The one that has the highest dollar amount, U.S. dollars attached to it, Christian yep. will finish the show, will close the show with that. So that's yeah. how we do it. And, um, you yeah, know. Yeah, this grew and, out of uh, me uh, trying out a lot of different sign-offs. And then I realized I shouldn't be trying them out for free. So I will let you, the audience, put whatever you want into my mouth. That's right. I will say that if you make me laugh, because some of you actually have had some excellent jokes based on the things we talk about. God knows we don't. So when you do, I'll just put those up because they help increase the hilarity of the show from its <laughs> usual bottom feeding level to something that might actually be, you know, acceptable. Exactly. Uh, and uh, in about 30 minutes, we'll be joined by our special guest, Don Jameson of that metal show that rocks. Also that Jameson show on compound media, uh, compound media, Eric, a place you and our buddy Carl will be filling in next Tuesday, this that. Tuesday. Yes, yes, just a couple of days away. Carl and I will be getting together again, 4 p.m. Eastern time for the Halloween Spectacular. I I don't know what I want to do because E-Rock said I should dress up because it's a Halloween thing. So I was thinking about uh, scratching my face with sandpaper so it's all red and get extra close to the camera and go as Ken and, uh, Kevin Brennan. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm still not sure. Well, I don't want to tell you what to do, but the way that they celebrate Halloween over at Compound, I do believe everybody gets a container of shoe polish. But that's up to you. You can dress any way that you want. And uh, I'm sure that Iraq is not pulling a fast one on you, trying to get you to dress up like an idiot. I'm, I'm sure there is absolutely no chance that our buddy Eric would uh, do that no, to any no. of us. Well, uh, so Don Jameson will be with us in a little bit. Uh, we have a fun segment planned for him. But let's start off the show like we almost always do with some Who Are These Local Broadcasters? Others
Now, in the spirit of Halloween, I have assembled a collection of some great videos for all of you. And it's a lot of people fighting over Halloween decorations, uh, adults fighting over Halloween decorations. And uh, to kind of give a reset, because, look, I know not everybody watches this show every week. I've seen the numbers. It's all right. Not everybody watches it. I want to give a little recap. And, uh, of course, Eric and our regular audience will remember this gentleman. But uh, this is a perfect example of Halloween decorating that is not well received by the neighborhood. This right. was the goth girl selfie station. Since 2020, he has dangled bald, unclothed dolls on his tree for Halloween. I don't. Nope. I like the idea that it's. I do it, but if people... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. The fact that he calls it the goth girl selfie station, I think think that's kind of a lost joke there. <laughs> that's that's actually not bad. We didn't appreciate that last week. No, that's we a, it's all the more reason to do it. So, yeah, this gentleman in Lakeland, Florida, uh, stringing up uh, a, a number of uh, baby dolls, which uh, unfortunately are, are naked, and in some cases their hair's removed. But he'll try to explain it to us. ties why I do it, but if people come up and talk to me, I'll be more than glad to give them the answer. And that usually makes people understand what, I'm, what it is that I'm doing. His answer when we asked, the display is inspired by the island of the dolls in Mexico. Legend has it a man who lived in isolation found the body of a young girl floating in water and collected dolls to honor her. I am a father and I have kids uh, because, as I said, I was moved. So I felt that the best thing to do is to take my motivation and put it to good. To good use. Yeah, uh, exactly, sir. Um, You know, even a week later, uh, this guy's uh, still just as creepy. I I guess I'm going to have to side with uh, his neighborhood. You know, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, him says uh, w- w- when he says he understands people want to understand why he's doing it. And then they do. And I- I'm guessing the assumption is because they all think that he's a psychopath. Right. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, you know, if you've got, uh, you know, pretend babies strung up in your front yard, who's to say what's going on in the cellar? You know, <laughs> and uh, I will say that this was not the only video along these lines that I found. Uh, this is uh, actually from a previous Halloween, but this is uh, closer to your neck of the woods. I believe this is in the uh, suburbs outside of Detroit. I don't think anybody should tell anybody what to do. Lisa Wright is frustrated by the fact her Halloween decorations have caused such a stir here on Pacific near Sheldon Road. Dolls, dolls hanging from trees with duct tape <laughs> over their mouths. <laughs> They're just dolls that I find in, in garage sales and oh. junk sales that might have hair. They might have missing limbs. <laughs> I just buy them and I just hang them on trees. Just It's kind of creepy at night when you see a bunch of dolls hanging from trees. I imagine you probably think, what is going on there? It's kind of creepy. Yeah. yeah. That's is there much exactly. to duct taping the mouth? No, I just think that adds to the creep factor. We first told you about it last week after some residents took to a community message board to complain about them, saying the Yeah, uh, it does add to the creep factor, don't you think, uh, sure. Eric? The sure. fact that they're missing limbs and sometimes eyes and hair. And uh, she just uh, goes and slaps a, uh, slaps a little bit of duct tape on there. But, I mean, she has the point, though. You know, it's like, well, if you don't like it, uh, I guess don't look at it. But what if you're what if you're a next door neighbor? You know, oh, then, yeah. then that becomes an issue. Yeah, it does. Unless she's giving you free anal or something, you know, oh. you don't you don't want uh you know you want somebody doing that in your neighborhood for God's sake. I'm gonna need to read the fine print on that. Is she putting on a strap on or is she being serviced? Because uh either know. way I'm in. To each their <laughs> to each their own, right? I guess. Yeah. Well she, yeah. she seems relatively normal though. She's not like 
Like the guy in the last video, he no. seemed actually like he's he's you know eating skin. Yeah, no, no, she he, seems he looks- normal. She seems like a mom. Yeah, no, no, no. He looks like uh, he has relatives that live in that house with Leatherface in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or possibly a relative who uh, learned how to play the banjo before uh, running right. into Ned Beatty. Uh, let's give her a little bit more uh, space to talk, though. Creepy dolls cross the line. That's when a family member took them down while Wright was on vacation. Oh. Now that she's back. And I'm going to put them back up. I think it's ridiculous. I'm not going to be bullied. She says she and her family love Halloween, and she is thankful for those who have supported her, even if they don't love the dolls. If you want a vanilla society, you probably will never find that. Everybody's different. We all have a right to decorate the way we want. If somebody doesn't like it, they don't have to go to my house trick-or-treating, and they don't have to even walk past my house. Okay, hold it. It's my property. Yeah, that's right. That's the end of the clip, yeah. She passes the sniff test for me, okay? Okay. The last right. did not. I mean, he he seemed like, well, I mean, we all saw it or, and heard it. He just seemed like a psychopath. She is actually like, eh, whatever, you know, and, she, and and they showed the rest of her direct of her uh, decorations, too. I thought that was OK. I, I kind of like that she does it. Well, yeah. And then interesting. She used the phrase vanilla society. And uh, I do believe vanilla society is the show on compound. That's going to be airing before you uh, planning the vanilla society, I believe is, uh, is, okay. is what it's called. So you see it all, it all ties in. There's really a theme tonight, uh, Eric. Fair enough. All fair right. enough. I didn't, didn't, I didn't get that memo by the way. I didn't, I didn't oh, know they were starting that show. Yeah. I'm uh, yeah. I, I get CC'd on everything. Uh, okay. Thanks. Thanks to our buddy, Eric. So okay. not everything that is uh, creepy at uh, Halloween time is, is babies, but uh, I don't know. You're talking about the, the smell test on uh, on this lady. Uh, you let me know when either your spidey sense starts tingling or uh, the red flag pops up for you okay. with, uh, with a gentleman in this story. Well, Halloween decorations are supposed to be scary, but one viewer thought that one on Route 116 goes too far. The decoration was part of the Terror Trail of Missing Scouts so Walking Trail, a Halloween fundraising event organized by South Hadley resident Ron Masterakis. The display was a life-size prop of a man in an electric chair. And Masterakis says he never meant for the decoration to be offensive and only used the prop to hold up signs advertising the event, which ended last Saturday. It's a great opportunity for the Boy Scouts to get involved with the community, to raise a little bit of money, so, to have a nice fundraiser. Ron Masterakis, uh, allegedly, yeah. <laughs> you never know what you're supposed to say these days. <laughs> uh, and the Scouts, uh, you know, my my son just started going to Cub Scouts, and uh, I I, uh, I don't I don't see anybody that uh, re- that I, I'm reminded of in this image. But uh, I might be a little nervous, especially because he's tying things with really tight piano wire in his front yard, Eric. Yeah, he he's got a little bit of a strange appearance to him. I am I am fully a def uh, judge a book by the cover, <laughs> and to me, you know, plus uh, his last name could kind of be an anagram for masturbate. Uh, oh, you know, oh, just, man. something there, maybe, you know what? I, I think you're, I think you're onto something, but, uh, you know, uh, they, I guess they, they raised like two grand for the scouts, but, uh, at what price, Eric, at what price? God, I don't know, man, but isn't there a bad reputation on scouts? I mean, when, how, when, yeah. when you, when you sign the kid up for scouts, were you like, fuck, I got to keep them right by my well, side at all we, times? We're, we're there. 
Uh, oh yeah. Okay. It, it, for every meeting. So, you know, right. I think that's, that was the workaround. It's like, well, if you want your kid to do it, you have to be here. Oh, I think, yeah. God. Cause the scouts muscled their way into the crowded pedophile field of the Catholic church. And <laughs> they've really had a great decade actually. <laughs> the scouts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk scouts on another time because uh, I will tell you that uh, the makeup of the scouts is uh, uh, it's, it's half girls uh, at this yeah. point. So oh, even I, better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, even better when you're planning a uh, a Halloween attraction. So, I probably watched uh, five or six videos that I haven't pulled about decorations that featured someone hanging as part of it. Uh, a lot of them uh, come across exactly like this one, and uh, let's see how well it's received when your Halloween decoration uh, has you hanging someone uh, in effigy. New to 9 and 6, is this festive or is it going too far? Neighbors are voicing <laughs> their on who concerns over this Halloween display. He using this uh, Halloween display in a disguise as uh, for racism. Oh, Tonight, okay. the owner is answering back. And our Rich and I talked with the man who built that display. Uh, so uh, he's saying... He yeah, go ahead. So, Sorry. Uh, uh, Foxy Brown was uh, telling us what's up, and I, I, I guess we need to we need to find out exactly what the motive of this guy is. I mean, yeah. is he, he's is he a known racist? Well, he's he's going to say that he's not, but okay. uh, let's. The Halloween display on Emerson Avenue, just north of Michigan Street, is impressive, but many people in the Emerson Heights neighborhood find one prominent feature terribly disturbing. This is a part of life that people endure. People people suffer. So they don't have anything to do. This don't have anything to do with how we nothing. It's scary, but to who? That pole was made. You took time and effort into that, you know? Oh. And then to put the noose around the neck, like it's I'm trying not to, you know, be so sad about it. Like it's it's troubling. It's almost you as know, troubling as that as that what she's wearing. God damn. Uh, I believe uh, she was on a past episode when Sherry Shepard was watching videos of uh, women whose wig falls off. I believe uh, she was in one of those videos. Oh. But, uh, you know, there's there's a common point of view on this. Man yeah. who lives here and built the display but he's stand up a Halloween himself. store in Anderson. There have been lots of people through the course of history, pirates, witches, for any or no reason. Horse thieves in Texas are a big example. Lots of people in mass numbers have been hung I just view it as entertainment for the season of Halloween. I'm not trying to offend anyone. Some folks have seen this display and felt that it signified lynching. Would you be surprised that uh, the gentleman we're looking at right now, and for our audio audience, I wanted to make sure you got a little snippet of his voice. Would you be surprised that this is the guy in the local community lookout organization? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's got the Emerson Heights T-shirt, right. and, uh, you know, he's... Uh, only too happy to show up here when the local news crew yes. uh, pops out for it. Did did he say this depicts lynching? And uh, I would say yes, it certainly does, because you can see someone lynched, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that uh, you know. But he's just making a point. The 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 property owner that uh, there's a lot of people who get lynched. Like yeah. this, 
this doesn't necessarily have to be the blacks. This could have been queers. This could have been so many different things. There's so many other things that could have been hanged here. Sure. But uh, we'll we'll see what uh, Ryan Wilson from the community organization has to say. And uh, that we're a very diverse community, and that means that the Are way you? that we interpret things is is very diverse. So let's you know try to understand and recognize you know where folks are coming from. Promises to take down the hanging display. Wow, look at the size of that woman's ass. Well, I'll tell you what, if that powerful woman is looking at my house, I'm like, sorry, ma'am, I will take it down because with just a couple of strides, she could probably (laughs) tear through two thirds of the house like a bulldozer. Well, Eric, I'm glad you latched on to the reason why I let that clip run a little longer than I might have ordinarily, uh, because that is the lady from earlier. There's uh, two reasons. The first is clearly the either the camera person or the reporter was like, can you stand here and just be disappointed for a moment? And then it's like, I need to uh, back up and get a wide shot. No, and I got to I got to really back up. To wow. get the, hang on a second. I'm going to have to change my lens. What a what a plump mess that is jesus that is spectacular well that was the interesting thing about watching this clip eric because when i saw her it reminded me of a clip that i had only been watching a few moments earlier and tell me if you see the similarity look at this guy's a 399 pound pumpkin turned into (laughs) taylor swiftkin the masterpiece was created by an ohio artist it took more than 10 hours a little small there's even a football-shaped <laughs> pumpkin display, a nod to Swift's new romance with Kansas City Chiefs' Travis Kelsey. So, yeah, I was not going to include the Taylor Swift pumpkin uh, until I saw that lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, it, shit. Uh, it, was an, it was an immediate uh, cause and effect there. But, uh, yeah. So, now... There is another video, and it's a little bit of a long one that I pulled, but this is this this might take us right up until the time that Don gets here because um, this is another decoration that involves a hanging. But this is in Montreal, and this is the Canadian broadcast. And uh, you can uh, have me stop at any time, but especially when you think, that perhaps the hosts are being uh, overly sensitive and perhaps a little too cautious in the way they speak about this. And also uh, keep an eye out for the news anchor who has uh, the interesting accent of uh, being from nowhere. She's uh, very reminiscent of a certain anchor from the animated series Family Guy. Good afternoon. There's a Halloween decoration in a Hunsik that is getting a lot of attention. At first glance, it looks like there's a man hanged in a tree. Some people are taking it in stride. Many others, though, are not. Billy, it seems everyone has an opinion on this. (laughs) Right, Mitsumi. I mean, during a hal- during a, uh, a holiday like Halloween, was that celebrate things that are scary. <laughs> this is one of those situations where something that could be considered nice. outrageous might cross the line into disturbing. Now, just a disclaimer: the images you're about to see may trigger oh. for some people. If you're triggered by images of hanging individuals. Oh, well, I mean, don't fuck. spoil it for us. Don't tell us. To, <laughs> you know, this if you're, you know, this could uh, upset you if you are upset by things that you, know, you might want to turn away from the set for a minute. This is what happened about a week ago. Matthew Farah, he's a homeowner here in the Hunt. 
sick on St. Urbain Street. Perry. He hanged an effigy off of a tree in his front yard. Okay. It's part of his Halloween installation. He's got a lot of decorations on his front yard, but it's the effigy, of course, that's drawing all the attention. If you stand here for any length of time, you'll see cars passing by, people staring at it, people taking pictures. Some people are frightened by it because they actually think that there's a real person up there oh, when, in fact, on. it's only an effigy. Yeah. It's a replica. Really? Wait, you're saying that no it doesn't... That, <laughs> I'd say that the uh, little skeleton people look uh, perhaps more believable. Giant than, spider, uh, <laughs> a witch, uh, everything everything kooky and nutty, and that looks believable? Come on. Yeah, uh, I, I specifically want to share with you the, uh, the passerby who are walking around uh, Montreal. Here's what Matthew Farah had to tell me about why he decided to put this effigy up oh, this, sorry, this is the owner. Not that much. It's fake. It uh, has nothing to do with anything. No suicides. It's just decoration. It's clearly fake. I don't know how you. No suicides, but maybe a suicide bomber. <laughs> no suicides. It's clearly fake. Yeah, just like his French accent is fake. Yes. I'm sorry. What were you going to say, Eric? I have suicide vest, but uh, not. <laughs> this is not a suicide. Yeah. Now, more on that in a bit, because he did get some visitors. Now, for some people in the psychological community, this is something that is definitely uh, dangerous. They think of it as triggering for people in a fragile mental state. There are certain historic communities, for example, that they point out might be triggered by this sort of thing. And then, of course, there's the question of taste. I spoke to one person in the neighborhood who walked by and saw it. Here's what she had to tell me. Before we get to her, did you notice how he said, you know, there are some segments of the population that might be triggered by this image. He doesn't even want to say right. <laughs> any, you know, and look, in Canada, there may not actually be anyone. I, Probably I honestly not. don't know. Probably not. <laughs> and uh, what was the chat you put up? I think I uh, I missed it. Uh, uh, slow news day in Montreal. And then he throws a slur at at uh, oh. at, our, at the French <laughs> Uh, well, I'm Tank, so glad I had you bring it back up then. <laughs> Tank says you probably shouldn't play this. It could get flagged and you and you all aren't making it funny anyway. Oh, for God's That's sake, fair. lighten up. No, 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 no. I, uh, I think the uh, the CTV is uh, looking uh, to share with all of us. Thank you to Trevin, Devin, McKevin, the seventh for the dollar ninety nine super sticker. I don't even know what the hell that means. I don't even know how to sign off with a super sticker, but we'll do it. And I was uh, literally had a heart attack on the spot. And personally, I think it's really bad taste because in some cultures, like in some in the past, we used to hang some people. I, I mean, I, 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 I'm going to pause that because it's the same thing I was talking about before. Do you think that uh, maybe she led on to segments of the community that had been hanged before? So they asked her to say it again. But this right. time, can you, uh, you know, <laughs> not uh, give anybody any ideas? We. <laughs> I really don't want this in the, it's at CTV Studios, please. I think it's 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 great that people could do lots of uh, decoration for Halloween, but personally, I think it was really bad taste, in my opinion. I mean, anyway, uh, what what is your take on all this? Do you think the Canadians are uh, too sensitive, or is it just everybody's too sensitive? And this story just happens to be in Canada. Um. You know, if you put the hanging guy up, it's something fun to talk about in the neighborhood, okay? Everybody loves gossip and talking shit about each other. This is perfect. I wish I wish that people would do it in my neighborhood so we could talk about the <laughs> asshole who put the guy hanging from the tree. Well, they want look, to be some... stupid. Fuck him. I don't give a shit. 
some controversies uh, stem from people trying to have a little bit more fun. Uh, unfortunately, they're trying to have fun in places like uh, Salt Lake City. Uh, so uh, let's uh, let's take a look at a little bit more of a of a fun decoration. Salt Lake City has com the community divided. The displays creator initially put it up on a neighborhood street corner sign. I'm trying to get a good to, look, yeah. right? For our audio audience, uh, that is a skeleton on a stripper pole on with oh. flashing lights. The man to take it down that Community day. divided. <laughs> Come on. Like anybody really gives a shit. We're going to go tip them when we leave. We know, we know what it's like to work for tips. I know. Is that the chick? Is she actually on the pole? Did you see how skinny she was? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, look, when uh, that's when, you're, when your diet is uh, Sanka and Parliament filters, uh, that's probably a good way wow. to lose weight. Her uh, co-worker might want to, you know, think about it or she something. Looks like, she looks like Miss Ferengi 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe this show. We just got a Miss Ferengi. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, what what seems like such a big deal on this one? You know, it's yeah. on their property. They talk about in the story that uh, initially he had put it at the street sign at the corner, but uh, I guess then technically the 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 town could complain, so he just put it on its property. And some people are offended by it, but uh, I don't know. It just looks like good, clean fun. And uh, I didn't want to play the version with the music playing because uh, you know. Uh, we're, we have to be very careful with uh, getting copywritten music in here, but they were playing Motley Crue's Girls, Girls, Girls. So, you know, <laughs> they were having fun. By the way, going back to when we, the, the Canadians were talking about certain groups of people who would be offended, I missed this. Friggle D says she's talking about Italians. I don't know if that's true, but thank you. No, no, I think uh, I think our, our buddy Tukey would agree, actually. So uh, that that most likely that's... That is uh, the the underserved uh, community that uh, they were speaking of. And I, th but I think I should throw this out there too, Christian. People occasionally have been asking about Carl. Some of them are extremely butthurt because he's not here. Uh, Carl, who? Yeah, uh, we got rid of the dead weight, and we're taking over now. So that's that's why. No, seriously, uh, Carl has a million things going on, and he set this up so that you and I could actually do this show, and he would check in once in a while. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, you know, as soon as we collect our, our super chats, he uh, smacks it out of our hands, picks right. it up and runs away. So yeah. he is the lunchroom bully to both uh, Eric and myself. Exactly. <laughs> well, we've got uh, one more great decoration story. And uh, look, I don't offend easily. I am uh, not a particularly religious person, my name notwithstanding. But I would say if this was in my neighborhood, I would have to figure out, um, Oh, I guess my my kids are going to, uh, you know, have to take a different path to school. Uh, let's take a look at uh, this report out of the New Orleans area. This is just decorations for fun. It's not real Jesus. It's a, these are foam props that I'm not real. Wait, Jesus. Did he says. say hey, I want to clarify? It's not real. Jesus guy. Yeah. This isn't really Jesus. When you're uh, the news story that you're a part of starts off with you saying, look, it's not real Jesus. Uh, <laughs> you're probably creating a headache for yourself. That's honestly not worth it. But uh, let's see how it goes for this gentleman. Anyone, if this caused anyone to feel sad. Bucktown resident Vic Nirana is known each year for his elaborate Halloween. Decorations. My apologies for it only being but in one channel. Year's I got it both. Might have gone okay. The display depicts what appears to be. And there it is. <laughs> there's, oh, no. there's beheaded Jesus. Beheaded uh, Jesus. Holy fuck. 
And and don't worry, there's more. Jesus. It's not just Held beheaded Jesus. Oh, Look, there's Hackride holding Hackride. on to him. <laughs> Hackride holding on to Jesus's head. Oh boy. Ooh. Ooh. Surrounded by nuns and a priest. Oh, that the people right. find a defense. Let him let him bypass this neighborhood. Is it this free speech? Yeah, does on. that make it right? Yep. I didn't see that coming. The old guy. Yeah. Said, yeah, let him just bypass the neighborhood. That is, uh, that is a genius thing. From uh, I didn't expect that from that source, but he's old school, I guess. That's awesome. Yeah, no, no, he's uh, he's very much old school. You know, that's my real question. And would you do this with another religion? Okay, now that is a great question from this gentleman in the uh, awful hat uh, and terrible chain. Uh, yeah, would you do this for another religion? I believe the answer is no, sir. I would not. No. Uh, well, I mean, what could go? I mean, what could go wrong if you did that with uh, with Allah? <laughs> uh, you know, I uh, I don't know if there's any instances in history that uh, if if he had perhaps wanted to have a decoration with the Prophet Muhammad, uh, what what might have happened? Uh, but uh, you know, I don't have any opinions on issues like that. I'm just uh, commenting on the gentleman in sure, the car. Sure, sure, absolutely. The chat that you got up there. Uh, well, the very uh, kind Jay Loiterer, I believe, is how I would say that. Uh, through $19.99 our way with a nice, nice thing you have to say about Blind Mike and Lucy oh, Tightbox and Carl and Stuttering John. So I will, uh, if anybody can beat that one, they would uh, then win Christian's final word, leaving the uh, to uh, sign off the show. But that's, uh, that's, a, that's a big one. So thank you so much, Jay Loiterer. We, we, it's much appreciated, uh, as much as uh, this uh, beheaded Jesus is appreciated here. Since you know. the post went viral, Mariatha says he and his then girlfriend parted ways after she received numerous threats about oh. losing her job. Lost his girlfriend. Yeah, so he lost his girl. That was the part I wanted to make sure to oh. get uh, from that one. And, uh, you know, it's uh, is it worth it to have the uh, beheaded Jesus uh, in, in the front yard? And, and maybe... Maybe your answer is, oh, yeah. Now, uh, I before uh, we get to our guest, I want to give you one more addendum to this story. You were talking about the uh, the neighbor that you liked uh, from there in the neighborhood, uh, Eric. Right. Uh, I found for you another neighbor <laughs> who uh, I think he could be. Look, if we ever do it, you know, if we do like an end of the year kind of wrap up this guy might just make it i don't want to oversell it too much but uh take a look at what his next door neighbor had to say it'll load in he doesn't see any issue with the decorations every year he goes way overboard on trying to make these displays everybody seems to like it <laughs> except a few people <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the uh, the guy who the local news crew comes by and uh, can't be bothered to uh, toss on a shirt. Uh, but he's got the sense for like, you know, most people tend to like it. So uh, what what's the, the big deal? Uh, oh, someone, I love that dude. I love that dude. Oh, yeah. No, no. He's in the, the WATB Hall of Fame. Someone who did decide to put a shirt on before getting on cameras. Our buddy Don Jameson. Don, thanks so much for being with us tonight. 
I never go shirtless on a Holly, uh, Halloween spectacular. <laughs> you know, I was uh, talking earlier that uh, I felt like you'd appreciate, because I know your buddy Jim Florentine would appreciate the fact that as grown men, we did not call this a Halloween spooktacular. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, that just seems like the, the sort of thing, you know, like attending a concert called Party Gras. You know, that seems like the sort of thing that he would be like, you know, you're you're too old. You you can't possibly do that. Yeah, what are you six? <laughs> Any case, uh, Don Jameson, say hello to my friend Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show, and who are these broadcasters? Uh, it's uh, we're so happy to have you with us tonight. Obviously, Don, you can be found that Jameson Show over on Compound Media, which this Tuesday, Halloween night, you'll be on at 7 p.m. with uh, little old me as uh, one of your guests, which means, Eric, you and Carl will be the lead-in to Don and I on that Jameson show on Compound Media. So that's, you see, uh, that's high pressure. That's high pr- I love it. I love it. That's that's now that's a spooktacular. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, you know, that, only only if uh, if, if Anthony's in the hospital, you're able to have a spooktacular. But in any case, uh, Don, obviously, uh, people can find you real Don Jameson or Don Jameson official. I've got them all mixed up in my head. Where do people find you before we dive into some fun? Uh, just uh, right where you said Twitter, real Don Jameson, everywhere else, Don Jameson official. And, um, you know, any C-level comedy club. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I I, I have to admit, I've seen you in uh, B-minus level comedy clubs. So, you know, don't sell yourself too short, you know. (laughs) Thanks for moving on. Uh, and of course, you have the YouTube show that rocks with the aforementioned uh, Jim Florentine and uh, Eddie Trunk. But, uh, you know, really good. Find out where Don's playing. You're playing in Buffalo uh, next weekend, right, Don? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually doing a couple of gigs with uh, Jack Russell's Great White. Love Jack you know, Russell. Yeah, one of he, well, you know, they, that's one of those you know bands that there's two or three or four of you know at this point. Like everybody yeah. who's been in the band has their own Great White yeah. out on the road now. So <laughs> I'm with the Jack Russell specific Great White. Okay, very cool. Well, Don, you're here for a specific reason. It's going to be our Halloween celebration, but. Uh, we're not going to do uh, a lot of our usual segments tonight to make way for Don, but I do want to pop over to uh, who are these uh, sportscasters for just a moment because, well, there was uh, definitely something very funny that, uh, look, I think everyone can enjoy. We uh, definitely uh, had a lot of clips of people from the Philadelphia area who were happy. And uh, I think uh, turnabout is fair play. So uh, we're going to take a look at some uh, less than excited Philadelphia Phillies fans after uh, game seven of the NLCS. Home of the hourly triple play. And in the interest of full disclosure, Don, we should probably mention that uh, you and I are both Mets fans. But uh, look, funny videos are funny videos, right? I mean, isn't that the way it really goes? That's hey, listen, that's all that matters. And by the way, Eric, the, your wings are on fire, my friend. No, they lost a few. Boston just beat them last night. I know, but they were what five, six in a row. Come on. Yeah, man. they they've they've made some adjustments. They're getting there. They're getting there. Thank you. 
All right, we're going to clip that out and uh, send it uh, to the Great White North for our Canadian audience. Uh, that's our, uh, our mandatory hockey talk uh, yes. for the uh, episode. Uh, but uh, don't worry, this is our only sports clip this week. That is the uh, resounding complaint we get from people. But honestly, whatever you think about uh, about sports, I think everybody can enjoy this clip, which this is a gentleman from uh, iHeartRadio who went outside Citizens Bank Ballpark right as the game ended, and uh, people started, uh, you know, fighting. Hey, we had a whole field for two games, two games, and you let them come here and beat us. Phillies need to sell Trey Turner. That guy's a fucking idiot. We went farther without that guy. Fuck the Phillies, honestly. Trey, the whole like fucking team, this team fucking blew. Today. Hold on. What I, is- I want to say that I'm fucking depressed. On. I had to ask nine people for this fucking cigarette. Philly fan. Yeah, Why so by the way, even... the the bleeps are because this is for uh for iHeart media. Oh, so okay. I, I didn't I didn't clip well, them. Yeah. They're they're barely edited. I mean, it's yeah, like there's part of the U and the C. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I think it the whoever this guy in the 45 jersey is, uh, I hope it's Tug McGraw, by the way. I mean the jersey, not the guy. <laughs> uh I feel like uh, you know, he's like, Oh, you're gonna make me edit them? Okay, let me take out as little as possible. But uh, fantastic. Let's see what right. everybody else has to say. Is it all right if someone says ucking unt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's okay, that's passable. Yeah, yeah. When they were when they were still clear channel, you couldn't say that. But now that they're <laughs> iHeartRadio, everything's fine. It's all right. Well, now we know how uh, John Fetterman does. We always here. stink. Disappointment. Yeah, man, that was just straight garbage. This sucks. I hope they never can play a baseball game again. Swing. Fire Topper. Topper. What's up, man? Feeling like I want to go lay in traffic. Fuck all them bitch ass motherfuckers. I couldn't get a hit when we motherfucking needed um, it. I love how we spent 700 mil for guys to go 0 for 12 combined. Let's go, Jets. <laughs> strange one. It's my favorite guy. It's a good point. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling good because you know we still got the birds. Go birds! Go birds! Hit the fucking ball, man. Come on, really? Yeah, Hit the fucking ball. Overpaid oh. that. Hey, wait, where'd you get this banana? From a homeless guy. Oh. <laughs> and that's my hero of the clip, by the way. The guy who got a banana from a homeless he guy. He took it from the homeless guy? <laughs> Jesus. <Yeah>. Holy <laughs> shit. Those, now, those Philly crowds are brutal, man. They'll, they'll, they'll take fruit from the homeless. They don't care. Yeah. No, they, yeah. He didn't uh, mention that the uh, homeless guy was offering it up. No, no, no. He pushed him down, took it, and ran. Didn't they you know, win the World Series not that long ago? It was 2008, so they probably don't remember. You know? It's, uh, think, think about how many yinglings they've pounded in the time since then. You know? <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. My team hasn't it's a, won it since 1984. We, we're like, ah, fuck it. Well, we don't care. Don and I haven't had it since uh, 86. And uh, I, I uh, went to the World Series in 2015. I was at the game where the Royals won and, and the Mets lost. So I've been kind of part of one of those crowds. And uh, I will have you know that I didn't take anything from any homeless people that were hanging out in Flushing. Uh, have uh, have either of you guys ever been in one of those crowds, like after like a, a, not just a loss, but like a crushing, maybe season-ending kind of loss? No, I've never. I've never been part of that, frankly. I, yeah, I, was, I was just telling my this. This was. I mean, this is just a, a story of misery. But being a Jet fan, which is a story in in misery in itself. I, we were watching the game tonight. I go, do, do you realize how much I used? To, I was so into football that the the season the Jets went like one in fifteen. 
I was sitting at Giant Stadium in December. They still hadn't won a game yet. They're playing the Houston Oilers. It's 20 degrees and it's pouring raining. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I out here? There's 5,000 people in a 70,000 people stadium. And I'm one of these idiots here. Yeah, and you've got you know that sums up my my sporting life pretty much. Yeah, you've got you've got your ticket uh, in the back row because they won't let you move down closer. Maybe you know un, under some kind of overhang, they're like, no, yeah, stay there. I, <laughs> I was I was yes, I was exposed, and they would not let me go underneath. You know because hey, that you know that's the ticket you bought. Uh, well, uh, I just wanted to share that fun. And I know we have some really big, uh, Philadelphia area sports fans in our audience. And, uh, so we feel for, uh, some of you, but you know, not so much because oh, uh, I think it's, that I'm, happy. I'm happy. They lost. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just hey, because everybody on our Reddit hates you, Eric. <laughs> well, well, listen, you, you know, MLB wanted in the worst way. To have Arizona and the Texas Rangers in yeah. the World Series, they've been, they've been. That's the dream combo for ratings, <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't want the Dodgers or the Braves or uh, you know they yeah. would have, you know, the the Astros are there all the time. Yeah, so. Uh, oh my gosh, Kelly Riddle always coming with the fire at us. Uh, I, I yeah. think I like Kelly, but uh, <laughs> oh boy, Kelly so. has been killing it. First, he started with. Uh, Let's see. Damn, this went from bad to worse. And then he drops your super chat is more interesting than this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, uh, I appreciate the honesty. If nothing else, you know, they can hate us all they want as long as they're honest about it. Yeah, well, look. As long as you yeah, just stay there and fire away some jokes. If they're good enough, I'll throw it up there. So that that, that actually wasn't bad. So it is time for our special Halloween segment. And uh, the, we're going to go the rest of the way with some very special moments in broadcasting history. Way back, back into time. Let's find out who are these broadcast histories. Really want to be able to, you know, show off all the uh, all the jingles for Don. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> God forbid I just jump into the segment. Uh, in any case, yes, indeed, we have uh, Halloween upon us, and uh, I figured that there was no better segment to use than the infamous appearance that all four of the original members of Kiss made on the Tomorrow Show with Tom Snyder. Halloween night, 1979. Yes, 44 short years ago. Uh, I, uh, I'll i admit I uh, continue to be a big enough Kiss fan that I'm going to see them on Friday at the Hollywood Bowl. Don, you know, they're on their end of the road tour. It's their fair. This is the last time they're ever going to play in Los Angeles. Well, this is it, right? I mean, yeah. there's, there's no more. This is the end of the road until Gene and Paul retire and replace themselves in Kiss. And then franchise it out, you know, yeah. like a Chick Fil A, and every city will have a kid. <laughs> yeah, Kiss Detroit, and we'll have yeah, kiss, yeah. Off, kiss offs and various uh, Kiss Italy. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh no, exactly. They'll they'll be but uh you know, the these guys will probably never play at the Hollywood Bowl again. So I'm excited to go there, but I'm a I'm also a tremendous fan of this segment. Uh you know, look, they don't make them like Tom Snyder anymore. And uh there's a couple of clips that might uh, might indicate why. But uh how familiar were you Eric with this clip when I posed the idea like hey let's get let's get Don Jameson on to uh, talk about this uh, I wasn't so I've watched it a few times since then <laughs> and um, gotten myself up to speed and my thoughts surrounding it and I, I I'm very excited about this Eric now, did it, it, had, it filled you with glee didn't it it really did I I, I I'm so excited I don't want to say anything because I'll spoil the thunder so I just I, I'm like itching to get after it you know i I enjoyed it as much as tom snyder but i don't think uh anyone alive could enjoy it as much as uh, ace freely was uh that (laughs) night uh don i would feel like the biggest takeaway from this is uh never have the whole band on at once uh and i don't just mean kiss you know uh pretty much after this you know the members changed and all that but usually it's really just uh, gene and paul in front of the cameras Kind of at all times, you know, there's quality control, I think, is the end result of this. Right, Don? Well, I think, that yeah, there's a couple things. First of all, you, you alluded to the fact that Tom Snyder is sort of an unlikely talk show host in, in many ways. Yeah. You know, it's kind of creepy, you know, like way too bushy eyebrows. Um, you know, not very poly. I mean, like Gene Rayburn laughs at him. <laughs> so that's one. Number two is, yeah, If I think if, and, you, you know, people will see if they haven't seen the clip, they'll see right from the start is the problem that you're talking about is you do have the whole band on and the way that they are seated is why it turns into complete chaos because you have the mom and dad on one side, Gene and Paul, and then you have the kids, Ace and Peter, on the other side. What they needed to do was put Gene next to Ace and then Paul next to Peter. That way there's a parent next to each of the kids to get them under control when they start mouthing off throughout the entire show. Right. And Gene could have had some kind of electroshock device uh, that uh, you know brought the spaceman back down to Earth, uh, as, as we should say. Uh, I have so many clips from this. I actually am going to start our viewing of the segment once the band is out. But the important thing to know is prior to them coming out, Tom Snyder at the top of the show mentions the members of the band and he does say that Gene Simmons is the bass player because he's just reading it off a card. Is it twice? Uh, yeah, he does. He does say it twice. And uh, for for those that maybe don't know, bass and bass are spelled the same way. That's uh, <laughs> that is the reason he says it. Like I don't want to make any assumptions about our audience. Was, I know how much. Was that for the uh, Philadelphia Phillies fans that we just saw? <laughs> you said it, Don. I didn't. Uh, but uh, you might be onto something. Is that a super chat you have to it read, is, Eric? It is. Yes, uh, Mikey uh, threw it buck ninety nine, and he said, uh, "Are you aware of Discount Don Jameson?" I, I am, and I am a big fan of Andy from Ontario who does his Discount Don uh, impression, which is good because I can do you know like three or four podcasts you know at the same time. Um, right, I'm, I'm franchising me out just like Kiss will eventually. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The, that's the that's basically the the Don Jameson uh, tribute act. And uh, yeah, yeah, look, I, I to be fair, I couldn't get discount Don Jameson, so I had to I had to go a step down and get the real Don Jameson. He's harder to get it than I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
And oh my sorry. gosh, who's on the screen? Cardiff sent it to two seventy nine Canadian, um, <laughs> and I don't even. It's what is he writing? DJ equals ten, CB equals two, EZ equals three, WATP equals E. Wow, WATB equals five this week. Nice job, boys. All right, so he's dividing up our super chats. I think or Don Jameson is a, is a ten. I don't know, but thank you, Cardiff, for uh, sending us some of that special Minnesota money. All right. So uh, let's dive into it. Uh, Tom Snyder is uh, welcoming the band to the sets of the Tomorrow Show. First of all, Mr. Uh, Gene Simmons, who is the bass player, <laughs> who is the bass player, uh, Mr. Peter Chris, uh-huh. who is the drummer, Mr. Paul Stanley, who is the guitarist, and Ace Freely, who is the lead guitarist. I'm not the, I'm the trap player. <laughs> <laughs> now tell how this started. Can you we, know, wait, because, can we stop uh, it there? Or we can, uh, yep, we can uh, absolutely yeah, stop please, it there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Or we, I mean, first of all, the the look from Gene when he said when he says it's the bass player, yeah, is that's like the look on everybody Whoa. watching the NFL when they cut to Taylor Swift in the luxury box. <laughs> <laughs> he even shook his head if he noticed. Yeah, he was like, "You're fucking it up again," and, and then. He, and he knows Ace is going to have a joke ready for yeah. for the bass joke, and of course Ace does, and it murders right out of the gate. <laughs> yeah. And that this is the end of the world, you know how how long in to this? Like two minutes in, it's already the end of the world for Gene and Paul. But wow. in terms of their on-screen segment, this segment where Kiss is there, it's 12 seconds in that Ace makes this joke. And uh, for our visual audience, get used to that expression on Gene Simmons' face because you're going to see it uh, basically throughout uh, really this entire uh, this entire segment. And, uh, you know, this is a very specific era of Kiss, Tom. This is the Dynasty era. So it's the the very pretty uh, outfits. And I'm using that in every sense of the word. Uh, if you see Peter Chris, he's got dueling toukies on either side. You know, he's got uh, furry Muppets on his shoulders. Uh, I'm going to bet, Don, you know, uh, I, I discovered Kiss in the uh, post-makeup era just because uh, uh, that's that's when I came of age and found rock and roll. But I feel like... For you, did you tap out at this point? They showed up in this outfit, or were you like, "Nah, the first few albums were still good, so I'll, I'll tolerate it." No, I I was with Kiss all the way through. Actually, Unmasked, their, oh, okay. uh, their power pop masterpiece. I call That's it. Right. I love for, that. Album. For our Kiss fans in the audience, everybody should know that uh, that Don actually has the lyrics to "Shandy" on his back, uh, so it's a back tat. But uh, <laughs> but from the elder on, uh, you were out. Uh, all right. Well, uh, yes. Yeah, so guitarist and Ace Freely, who is the lead guitarist. I'm not. The, I'm the trap player. <laughs> <laughs> now tell God how damn. this started. You know, because uh, Gene came Great. in. And he- Said I didn't know I played bass, and I said, "Well, I see Ackroyd on Saturday Night Live with the with the bass fish, and then you say the trout player." I have to excuse it. Bass, bass, yeah, bass, And and that's the beauty of Ace, and uh, is that he's like, "Well, I, I, maybe I actually really need to explain this." To, to, <laughs> wow, you know, you know, he might be explaining it to himself. <laughs> I know. I over the years I've seen Gene in a lot of interviews. Is that? Maybe that's his only gear. Does he have a third third gear? I mean, because it seems like he's always pretty serious. Don, you've probably interacted with him a few times. 
Yeah, he, Paul and Gene are all business, and that's why it, this is this brings me so much joy every time I watch this because here's Ace and Peter, and you know you're on this this friggin' program for 35 minutes, and you know they've heard the same rap over and over. You know, Gene and Paul have this rehearsed rap about everything about the band, and these guys, you know, they were backstage drinking some brandy and smoking a joint, like they just want to have a little fun. <laughs> And, uh, you know, uh, obviously, again, mom and dad, mommy and daddy, um, Paul and Gene, uh, not not very happy with with what happened. No. And uh, before they uh, started, you know, uh, Snyder mentions the fact that they got here about got to the studio about three hours beforehand. Uh, I think we can all guess what uh, Ace, especially, and to some extent, Peter were up to during those three hours, right. you know, what the, uh, the NBC pages right outside the, uh, the dressing room uh, were asked to go find somewhere out on 49th <laughs> street. If I, if I had to guess, I don't know. <laughs> well, Ace talked about it in his book and that's what he said. He said they were, I, I remember he definitely said they were drinking brandy and okay. uh, there's no doubt Peter is, and forget half baked. He's fully baked. You, you know, you'll see in a, any of these clips, you could barely understand a word that he's saying. Like he's like Benicio del Toro in The Usual Suspects. You know, he's like I'll flip you. I'll flip you for real. You know, he's like Brad Pitt. He's like Brad Pitt and Snatch. Is you know, like you can make out little bits throughout the interview, but that's about it. But Eric, the other thing that, about, that I wanted to mention because you said about Gene being very serious, which he is. Now you see what happens is because Tom starts to take a liking to Ace. And so he goes into comedy mode and his jokes, the whole show bombs so hard. (laughs) We've, We've got a great one that uh, yeah. you, you can hear the, the crickets actually stop. Oh, no. in, in oh, it's so great. But we uh, we latched on to the fact that uh, Ace has a tremendous laugh, which to this day, I mean, he still essentially yeah. laughs like that, you know, uh, but uh, and uh, Tom Snyder uh, can't uh, let it get by without a, a mention the next time he hears it. Oh, I see there's a live human being. Wait a second. Wait a second. Have you recorded your laugh? No, we want to, though. That, you must you know, these guys have been talking about recording my laugh. We've done 15 albums. They've never done it. Maybe on the 16th album they will do it. I think you recorded it on your solo album. You did. did Absolutely you not. Why well, did yeah. Ace has been saving it for, for a kiss That album. wasn't my real laugh. That was just a the compilation of... All right. Upcoming and future <laughs> kiss albums. Ace, Rayleigh's right. record is this. Wow. I, uh, I I love that back and forth. Like, well, you did it on your solo album. He's like, no, absolutely not. And, uh, you know, we're like a minute and a half in and uh, Gene is uh, really rethinking this, this whole approach, you know, how many copies of dynasty did they sell just because of this, you know, has, uh, has Gene ever commented on this? That's a great question. Uh, Gene has written so many books, but uh, I, I feel like Gene's narrative is uh, so controlled. You know, I've I've been in studios when uh, when he's being interviewed, and uh, you know, he's he can laugh a little bit, but I, I don't know. I mean, uh, Don, I know you know uh, Craig Gass pretty well, who does like the Gene Simmons impression, and uh, I heard him in an interview talking about how his uh, Gene's kids told him. Uh, you know, if, if he had heard you doing it like five years ago, uh, he would have uh, come and found you and tried to kill you. But, uh, I guess he loosened up a little is the, is the point I'm trying to make. Does that sound accurate, Don? 
I, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm just I, I just love the look of of fear in Paul's face every time they cut back yeah. over there because he's you could just tell he's like, you know, what's he gonna say? What's he gonna say? Let's cut, let's wrap this up. Yeah, yeah, Ace's laugh. Okay, let's let's move on from it. <laughs> and it's yeah, just it's, it's just great. These are grown men and they're terrified. Yeah. Paul's like, can we move on to our prepared talking points, please? Yes. Yeah, but exactly. look, in terms of controlling the narrative, uh, they start trying to explain that Ace used to fall down on stage all the time. Now, they try to make the point that it's because of his bad balance and uh, how hard it is to move around in the, the shoes that they wear, the boots that they wear, which you know seems true. You're going to see a shot of uh, Gene's boots, uh, and you'll also see uh, how uncomfortable Gene is in those boots, uh, probably in this clip. But uh, at least they're covering for Ace here. One, maybe the first couple of months that we were on tour, invariably, once a night, you would hear a thud on stage, and you would look, and Ace would be sprawled <laughs> out. And Wait being troopers, we would run over and play over. These guys like, were incredible. Yeah. It was if I on stage, these guys would run over to me and make believe like it was part of the show. They'd stand over me and we'd do like this. <laughs> and I'm looking up and they're looking down. We put the guitars together and bounce them People off and would turn love around. It. There goes the lead guitar. Well, that's part of the show. It's a great story. Don, uh, why do you think Ice, Ace might have been falling down on stage? Do you have any thoughts? <laughs> well, I'm, I, listen, I'm going to stick up for Ace here because. Okay. You know, again, the 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 Gene and Paul narrative of Kiss over the years, especially on um, this very very brief eight year end of the road farewell tour. <laughs> why don't you have Ace and Peter back? And the the narrative always is because they are fuck ups. They're alcoholics and drug addicts, and we can't have them in the band. Um, but, you know, first of all, Ace has been sober like 12 years now. Peter's been sober for a long time now as well. But, you know, so they just want to, you know, they, they want to make them seem like that they're the weak links. If you go back and look at any um, old clips of Kiss in the early days with the original band, you know who's on point in every single show? Ace Frehley. You cannot find a video where Ace is not on point in every show. In fact, usually the weakest person in any of the videos is one Mr. Paul Stanley himself. Wow. Well, uh, you know, uh, but at least back then he used to sing, but you don't have to comment on that one way or the other, uh, Don. But uh, this is, it basically sums up the entire Kiss experience. This is basically Ace poking a hole in the entire concept of uh, the band's success, saying the thing that possibly all the detractors, but even some of us fans uh, think from time and again. People screaming and crying and all that. Gene even laughed. Even even Gene had to laugh. Even at Gene that. had to laugh yeah. at that. Of course, yes. Which is funny because this is at a time where you know front row kiss tickets were probably like twelve fifty. You know, <laughs> but uh, let's just say I'm spending a little bit more to see them on Friday at the Hollywood Bowl. But uh, yeah, it's uh, you know I I think uh, at this point 
Tom Snyder's like, can we, can we send these other three duds out of here? I just want to talk to Ace <laughs> for a little bit. And, and Peter's loving it because nobody usually, you know, talks this honestly about uh, about the whole thing. There's a little bit more to this clip, though. I spent all this money. <laughs> this is it. He goes up in the air. True confession time. True confession I mean, they're just, they're dying, but He's including Tom Snyder. Tom Snyder loves this. Oh, he loves man. It. I, and, uh, I, I love it. I love it. I, you know, this is nowadays, if you were to have a scenario like this, um, I, I, that's the only thing people would want to be paying attention to. The audience would love it. I don't know. I'm assuming the audience loved it back then. I'm, I'm guessing the only people who don't like it are Paul and Gene. <laughs> well, it's tough because you have to remember that the Tomorrow Show was what became the Letterman slot. So this show was on at 1230 at night on Halloween night. So Kiss's core fans, I doubt, were allowed to stay up and watch it. And uh, other than, you know, Gene Simmons, who talks about he brags about his Betamax collection. You know, it's not like you could record it and watch it later. You know, uh, but uh, I I wonder what people thought at the time. Uh, was this something you knew about in the moment, Don, or is it more like its legend just kind of grew in the time afterwards? Yeah, the le the legend's definitely grown over time. You're right. I wouldn't have been able to stay up late enough to watch this, but um, yeah, I, I, you know, the, at least yeah, they did get a laugh out of Gene. Although, you know, whenever he hears the word money, he smile instantly smiles. So, he you know, he was already well on his way to a laugh at that point. But um, yeah, because you didn't know we didn't have social media, we didn't know these guys' personalities. Um, you know, and nobody knew Ace was such a goofball or whatever. And I wouldn't have known back then that, you know, that they were probably stoned or drunk. So um, I, I would have loved this. But um, it, it's 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 even better now with all the history and, and knowing these two guys as we know them, um, you know, again, as controlled as they are. And and they have to have a there's always a there's almost a script when you interview them. Yeah, exactly. It's so unlike the way that uh, they would control any interaction with the media, you know, in the in like basically the the 42 years after this, uh, pretty much. And um, it's, uh, you know, uh, here Tom talks about some of the uh, the prep sheets that were sent out about the guys. They gave me a little sheet on each one of the original where you're from and how you grew up and blah, blah, blah. And the notes said, now, Ace seems to be the most laid back of the of the four. And he's the one who will probably be the hardest to make talk. This is not Ace. This is George. This is George. I'm an imposter. Ace is back in his ass. Who's on first? What's on second? Listen, Tom, about that swamp land in New Jersey you were wondering about. There's the joke I alluded to earlier, Don. <laughs> what? It, it just, it brings everything to a halt. And everybody just kind of looks at Gene and is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, yeah. doesn't even time in, tie into it. He's, Paul, he's, Paul's like, Paul's like, Gene, that's a silly thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to get this back on track in the worst way. But he also wants to show he's the cool dad. Like, hey, I got yeah. a sense of humor too. But, you know, he tells a bad dad joke. And, you know, even mom's like, why'd you say that, honey? Yeah, you know, you're just going to rile the kids up again. You know, let's just just drop it. Well, uh, Tom 
clearly has a, an agenda for what he wants to ask them about. Uh, so he uh, tries to get some uh, explanation on their outfits. Tell me about your outfits. I mean, do you, did you design your own outfits, all of you? And, yeah. and w tell me what each outfit means. And I'll start with you, Ace. Well, that means a I think this outfit is self-explanatory. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is part of a, a, a kind of a V-shape. This is my utility belt. And we don't want to go any below than my uh, waist area because that's reserved for concert players. Yeah. I, I understand good. that. But, and after uh, it's all over, they say, this, this is I what we came for. And that's <laughs> right. I always feel short. <laughs> I stole this from Flash Gordon and, uh, you know, I have my cape. Huh? But you're kind of like a spaceman, huh? No, actually, I'm a plumber. <laughs> on the side. Hey, uh, listen, I got a little piece of pipe backstage I'd like to have you work on. Tell me about it. Oh, you were good, but I went like bad. You. You all sweet talker, you. Holy shit. Are they talk. Wait a minute. Are they yeah. going to fuck? <laughs> well, that's not the only uh, innuendo from the uh, evening from uh, Tom Snyder. Mm. But, wow. uh, yeah, the, the reason why that clip went a little bit longer is because I was like, when I was rewatching it, you know, getting ready for this show, I was like, wait, did he say? I don't know how I didn't remember that. I got some pipe. And, you know, it's like clearly like, oh, we're laughing. We're having fun. And uh, I think I can make Ace laugh with this. But, uh, you know, as, as you were talking about, Don, Gene is definitely trying to play along, but he's furious. Oh, <laughs> you know, he's like, he'd rather be watching Holocaust films. <laughs> <laughs> believe his, believe his mom is a Holocaust survivor. But I'm gonna have to say, Don, I think you're right. <laughs> I think, think he would prefer that. Well. Obviously, anytime you have a rock band on, you're going to get some good stories about the road. And um, this seems like uh, not necessarily a pre-approved story from uh, Paul. It goes on for a little bit. But, um, boy, did this uh, did this seem like, uh, well, let's just say simpler times, if you can tell the story in this way. Because Paul's story is really pushed aside for Ace's story. But I, I want to focus on what uh, Paul thinks is appropriate for uh, network television. You were telling me about um, something that happened on the road. Well, why don't we let Paul kick off the story? And all right, fine. It. Like I said, Paul was we going to kick off the story. There's, all, there's, all, there's so many great road stories. It's really yeah, an education. We, when you go out yeah. on the road, you're really green. Uh, I just thought of something. The very first tour we did, you know, you expect all these women and you, you start settling for girls. <laughs> I remember um, one instance where I, I didn't even tell you. Uh, I was with a girl in my room. And I said to her, "So tell me a little about yourself." You know, she's like, "Got out of the nut house." Oh, that one. Yeah. You know, but the story we were talking about, we were in Arkansas, and I was. I was with a girl, and this was the first tour, and uh, it turned this out five, this is about four years ago. Turned out wow. that she was sixteen. Oh, yeah. Let's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. OK. And uh, let's see. I, I'm sure if you mention that uh, today on uh, really, even if you're uh, you know, streaming an interview with a rock band, you might have to uh, say something about that. But I'm sure uh, Tom Snyder steps in. Turned out there was a prison right across from the hotel convenience to take me away. And. Uh, oh, 
Okay, that's like a Jimmy Savile uh, quality joke uh, for people who know the uh, the old uh, British <laughs> top of the pops host. It also turned out that she made her living going from room to room in the hotel. She was a hooker. And all of a sudden, there's a knock at my door. And it's the police telling me to open up or else. And I can't figure out what's going on, except that somebody must have told on me. Meanwhile, Ace is in the room next door throwing his furniture onto the highway. Having a party. Yeah. Which is going to be a great story when we get to it. But, uh, Don, I, I feel like, uh, you know, maybe bands might tell stories like this, but, um, you know, not on TV. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the band that wrote the song Christine 16. So yes. I, it's, it's yeah. a, it doesn't that's come a as a huge point. shock. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's a great point. But uh, when you I know, there's someone out of school that day, that day I, I knew. knew. I got to have you. I've got, I've got to have to you. Have you. <laughs> uh, were you taken aback by this at all, Eric? The fact that uh, Paul Stanley uh, just casually is uh, saying, "Eric, you know, like, oh, and I was with this girl. Turned out she was uh, sixteen, and uh, yeah, took her. Yeah, um, yeah. I, you know, I mean, I guess we'd have to let our imaginations uh, run wild as to how far they actually went. But I mean, he didn't say he actually had sex with her. He just said he was with her. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All so right. I'd have to yeah. give him benefit of the doubt. I mean, right. it sounds sounds like somebody's read the rumors about somebody. But let's hear We're Ace's story. We're on the 20th floor of a, of a hotel, and I don't want to name the hotel <laughs> because, I, you know, I don't want to be incriminated. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I threw all my furniture out the window, and I was with two other friends of mine that uh, actually were from New York, but had somehow ended up in Arkansas at the moment. Anyway. Do you think that um, they might have brought something from New York to Arkansas? Uh, that, that might have been why they uh, took the took the uh, interesting road trip, Eric. Perhaps that's why I think that's exactly what happened. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, don't get a lot of snow down there. Right. <laughs> yes. It's got to come down from the northeast. Yeah. You got to. You have to import it. Anyway, to make a long story short, my road manager runs in the door and he yeah, says, "The state troopers are here. They're going to arrest you." He said, get in bed and put your head under the pillow. <laughs> I said, yeah. So five minutes later, the state troopers walk in, <clears throat> and there's my road manager, Frankie Skinlaro. Hell of a nice guy. <laughs> I love him. And he says, look at him. He's drunk. He's under the pillows. He didn't do anything. <laughs> he was Go to Walls. There was, on on us. He was there was a lot of people in his room. There was a big party. They got him drunk. They drugged him. They threw all his friends. Uh, they, 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 they got him drunk. They got him drunk. They got him drunk. They got me drunk. I fell out. They threw all. Sorry, the uh, the emergency break that Tom Snyder, but also Gene and Paul Paul is like, no, 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 there were no drugs in that room. Right. Yeah, yeah, I just got drunk. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Gene's they, disgusted uh, by this story that, of that Ace was drunk, but he's sitting next to an admitted pedophile. That's fine. <laughs> well, that's why they're uh, they're still friends and collaborators almost 50 years later. Well, I don't know about the friends, but, you know, they still work together, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so, uh, you know, Ace's friends drove out from New York because they brought some of that uh, higher alcohol content beer down from Canada. That must have been it. Right. <laughs> but uh, let's hear the rest. Those friends are out the window. Look at him. He's we gone. Got away with it. And, 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 and it flew, huh? Yeah. That wasn't the first time he talked his way out of uh, out of uh, getting a jet, but he was an incredible guy. Frankie, I love you. I'll see you uh, New Year's Eve. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm sure Frankie's like, yeah, thanks for uh, telling like, that story. I'm sure don't, that don't uh, mention they my won't be dragging again. my name through the mud uh, 44 years from now <laughs> on some computer show. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Don, what kind of uh, interactions have you, have you had with Ace? Uh, obviously, your buddy Eddie Trunk has known him for a long time. He signed him to a solo contract. Uh, and and to your point earlier, I've seen Ace perform a number of times in the last decade. He has he is clean, and uh, you know he he plays he plays Kiss hits that aren't even necessarily songs that he sang, but it's still I think it's always a good show. You know, he did his entire solo album one time when I saw him, the '78 yep. solo album. And, uh, you know, from a performing standpoint, he's fine. He uh, seems to to give a decent enough interview. Uh, th- this is a very different guy than Ace Freely today, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. But 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 I mean, in some ways not, uh, you know, I mean, Ace, uh, he still has that laugh is still <laughs> classic. There's not, not quite as much gusto to it, uh, you know, yeah. as back in the day. But no, he still has the famous Ace laugh. He's got a great sense of humor. And um, and most importantly, he's a Jersey boy now. So uh, that's right. He doesn't live too far from me. He's, he he moved to Jersey. So him and Peter actually both live sort of like right in my area. I've heard a lot of people describe him as an underrated guitar player. Like he doesn't get enough credit for his abilities in guitar. And I don't know why that's well, well, I'll chime in and I'll say that, uh, you know, I, I think that if, if nothing else, I, I, I like his style. It's, it's very unique. It suits kiss really well, but I mean, the guys that he influenced Don, I mean, I'm sure you could probably rattle off 10 to 20 names of guys who maybe wouldn't have picked up a guitar if it hadn't been phrased freely. Right. That's yeah, Eric, that's where he's, he's underrated as an influence, not necessarily as a player, but as an influence, because um, yeah, because, you know, you think about guys that he inspired, you know, like uh, John five and Dimebag Daryl and, you know, a million others, you know, they all loved Ace's playing and they all became much better technical players, but Ace's influence is, is just off the charts. Yeah, I, I think that uh, it, it's very true, and uh, you know, I think that uh, it was it wasn't that easy to replace him. You know, they brought in a shredder like Vinnie Vincent. I I, I grew up with Bruce Kulick in the band, but uh, I always had a, an affinity for the Space Man. And speaking of space, it's time finally here on the show where we introduce you to Ace's new best friend. Space Bear. A lot of people, you know, have so many preconceived notions about kids, but the greatest thing about the success we've got now is that we're basically free to do anything we want. Like this. <laughs> what are you doing? He's ruining your teddy bear. I'm talking about you're a space bear. <laughs> space bear. The only space bear in captivity. I got him. He's captain. Captain oh, Bear. Okay. Space bear. How are you, Tom? I'm all right, thank you. In, in your own <laughs> Look at that. He is furious. How are you, and, Tom? Oh. And, as the uh, segment goes along, uh, they'll, they'll, you'll see it in the clips. Oh. Uh, Tom Tom continues to have fun, but in a way that he's trying. He's, it's it's very hard to conduct this symphony of conversation. And uh, I didn't uh, I didn't put it in there, but uh, for about thirty seconds before that clip started, you hear that rustling against the mic. Yeah, yeah. Because Ace is playing with Space Bear. Right. Yeah. He's trying to take he's taking apart his costume, which I can only imagine what that costume, the vo- the value was of it in 1979. He's 
peeling pieces off of it right. and uh, putting it onto a teddy bear. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. And Daddy Jean, and Daddy Jean was once again desperate to get the conversation. You know, talk to the adults again, Tom. Talk to the adults. And uh, it's funny, too. If you if you watch this continuously and you've heard it in some of the clips while while the camera's on ace, you can hear Gene like trying like cracking jokes like in the background but like at a certain point the, and the director at the beginning was cutting over to gene and after a while he just stopped cutting over there because all <laughs> gene's jokes were bombing so it's just like you just hear gene like almost heckling ace from the right. side but you never see him yeah and 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 i i think uh ace i i don't think he it's not that he doesn't hear it i think he's just like uh you know gene's just trying to be a wet blanket we're all having fun here and uh gene tries to have fun here but uh to don's point uh you know he's he's trying to play the character he's trying to be lighthearted, and you know when you're painted up like a demon uh it, it doesn't uh well, it doesn't always work. What is the recreational activity that you enjoy? Oh, orgies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or right, sacrifices. Well, human okay. sacrifices. Human sacrifices. There's a movie where it says you guys have orgies. Orgies. That's <laughs> orgies. Right. Orgy, doggy, no, doggy. I, uh, I do various things. I. Uh, do you mind if I hold on to him? It's, it's... No, you can hold him as long as you like. Just make certain that when you leave, he stays. I've heard the horror stories about thefts. Oh, yeah. Gene just trying, and uh, there was a moment for our, our visual audience where Gene just closes his eyes while he's talking. You can actually see it right now. And I I, I only wish that uh, we, we could have had one of those uh, voiceovers added after the fact as to, uh, as to what he possibly could have been thinking as he's just like, I'm just trying to move the conversation along, and this guy's playing with Space Bear, you know? Oh, my but. God, that is great. Uh, yeah, and uh, there's a there's a quick moment a little bit later where Gene's trying to talk, and even Peter's like, "Put down the bear!" Like, because the bear yeah. is like showing up in the shot and uh, and all of that. Uh, and uh, here's a clip that I pulled that uh, I didn't label, so let's well, watch it together. <laughs> I don't know. I, when I was a kid, I always had this, this dream of becoming a crime fighter, but there was never any call for it. I always wanted to be on a, a stallion overlooking the Long Island Expressway with, you know, with my hair blowing back fighting crime, but it just didn't work. No, there aren't too many guys around on stallions looking over the Long Island, <laughs> Long Island Expressway with their hair blowing in the wind. Except that night. Hi, I fight crime. <laughs> yeah, now I remember why I pulled that. <laughs> I'm so glad I played it. <laughs> That's a, uh, I, I don't know. Do you think, uh, you think any late night talk show host or, uh, well, even, uh, even most podcasters, Don, do you think that, uh, they might take, take that answer in that way and uh, decide this is a great time for a gay voice? Right. <laughs> That's what I thought too. Uh, yes. Yeah, so well, well, he also, you know, he also told Ace previously that he had he had um, some pipes he needed Ace to take care of, or he yeah. had a pipe he needed. When Ace said he was a plumber, he said, "I have a pipe you can take care of." Right. So, right. yeah. I mean, if there's anybody who's uh, you know leaning a certain way uh, in this room at that time, it's Tom Snyder. It is definitely Tom Snyder. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's uh, some coded messaging uh, for the audience there. Now, look, we've had a lot of focus on this segment on Ace Freely and perhaps the perception that uh, perception by Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley that he's derailing this interview. But don't worry, Peter came along to make sure that he can also 
ruin the narrative of Kiss and uh, doesn't quite get some hints as this goes along. I collect guns. I target shoot. I just hunt. toy guns now. We're not talking. I know guns. guns. Real guns. What do you mean? I can say that. But as a collector of them, because of toy guns. No, 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 no. Real guns. No, yeah, no, I, I, I real. Have, I real guns. What is Gene so worried about? You can't tell somebody you collect guns? I I, I don't know. I mean, I guess because you're appealing to kids uh, for the most part, especially in 1979. Why do you think Gene is – is it just because – Don, it's not part of the narrative. Like the idea that the Catman has guns is like, no, no, no. That's that's not on the back of your action figure. We can't, we can't, we don't sell those accessories. That's that's going to be model two next year. <laughs> well, I mean, Gene, because Gene was so frazzled, he lost the perfect opportunity to plug their Love Gun album <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's well, yeah, like today he would let you know that the only gun you need is Love Gun, which you can get it. <laughs> kissonline.com yes. you know and he would be sure to let you know that and I've, by the way the fact that they didn't capitalize on this and start marketing a space bear after this interview and i'm sorry what were you going to say eric i was just going to say it's i don't think i've ever seen something where uh, uh one half of the band is on one page and the rest of the band the other two they're completely on a different page they they want to share personal stories and actually you know a nice interview with stuff that people would never hear before and gene and paul are just giving all this boring shit it's 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 horrible (laughs) don i don't want you to name names but can you think of bands where it's uh exactly like that it's split down the middle that uh half the band has an agenda and the other half of the band has a different agenda yeah well usually usually it's a four-way split in in a lot of bands (laughs) nobody's on the same page so the fact that two are and two aren't um is not a surprise but again as i said at the top of the interview interview and now you've seen the video evidence if you had put gene next to peter or a you know if you had put one of the parents with one of the kids they really could have avoided a lot of this but you have the kids at the kid table and they're going to make noise you know they don't care about thanksgiving they don't care about the turkey and the stuffing you know they're throwing spitballs at each other and you know pulling (laughs) each other's hair so uh, i think that was the 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 crucial mistake right there is is all in the seating uh, well, go ahead, Eric. Jimmy writes, Gene is like, don't make us look like a joke. Oh, wait, we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, even even though I'm a fan, I can't disagree with that that, that, say, that statement right there. Well, let's, uh, let's see. There's a little bit more time here. Let's see if uh, Peter might be able to get himself out of this one. Select them, and I shoot them only targets. So I, I know the hunt animals. That part's good. What is it about having a gun collection? I uh... I just, I'm fascinated by them, maybe because I'm fascinated by gangster movies. If uh, I could relive, I would love to be in the 20s and be a, like a Dillinger or a Babyface Nelson. In the movies. See how I'm trying to bail them out? <laughs> in the movies. It's a coin I'm Bill Alcoin, their uh, legendary manager, uh, standing, uh, you know, in the wings there. And uh, so, yeah, this is clearly uh, definitely not part of the message, John, if, if Dean's uh, invoking Uncle Bill here and making sure that uh, we get back on target. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, of course he, well, he just said he just, he finally got the space bear, you know, incident put to the side. And now he has a guy who, you know, basically saying he wants, you know, he wants to gun people down in the twenties. Now, I don't want you to think that, uh, that, that Don is characterizing Gene as the mother, uh, just on his own. I know that, uh, Gene will do that, but, uh, Eric, what was the, uh, the chat that you had up there? Sorry. Yeah. I, uh... Oh, it's all right. It says, Nobody wants to be Peter Chris, not even Peter Chris. 
Oh, I, I, I'm sure Peter's a delightful guy. You know, he's uh, he's one of the best drummers ever in Kiss. So I don't know why anybody would say. Uh, yeah, I don't either. It's horrible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this uh, so Tom asks about uh, this notion. There's obviously a lot of yelling and uh, crosstalk, but uh, Gene really, uh, I think, takes to this role. Are you part of the guy who kind of keeps it all level and keeps it all? Let me tell you something. What's it? What is it? Because if it's right for God's sake, it's for five years. Gene's fine. Well, it's violent for heaven's sake. I'm sorry. All I know is if this guy gets himself in trouble, I'm in trouble. Wait a minute. You can run around being a vampire. That's not bad. That's what I just said. He wanted to be a gangster in the 20s, and that's what he wanted to be. But the 20s are over, and here I am now. That's right. But everybody's got a fantasy, and we're all good guys. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Good. Probably have a good substantial breakfast every morning. No. I wasn't giving the money to the poor. That's good. Yeah, Peter can't let it go. He's like, no, 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 I would have given the money for the. We just moved on, Peter. Wow, <laughs> you've done interviews before, right, Peter? This, this isn't the uh, the way that it goes. That was that was cataclysmic and spectacular in scope. I don't, I didn't understand one word what anybody was saying. They were just screaming and yelling and laughing over each other. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and again, once again, Peter completely can't can't make out a word he says the whole time. He's just, I'll flip you for real. <laughs> that is great. Well, the uh, conversation moves along to uh, you know again. There's uh, you know Tom's just trying to talk about their hobbies and uh, just uh, some and a very interesting project that uh, Ace has taken on. Please tell about the about the helicopter that you're building. Well, I'm into radio controls. You know, model airplanes and mm-hmm. most recently helicopters, which are more fascinating because they're much more challenging. Anybody that's in radio controlled models knows that right now helicopters are hard to control. And it's a state of the art now. But you didn't know that. Tough. No, I didn't. One of the reasons that I, I was interested in this part of the clip is, uh, again, for our visual audience, that just how bad television cameras were in 1979 ace has this reflective outfit on and when he moves and the studio light hits it the entire thing just blows out it's like if you see like a baseball game from the 70s and they caught the the outfield lights you actually can't see the ball for a second they have to like refocus it and uh yeah I, i i don't know um is Ace Freely somebody that you would want to be uh, piloting your helicopter, Eric? <laughs> um, as long as he was good enough uh, and not high, I probably would like that because he'd be hilarious while he's flying. I don't know. No, no, I'd like him to drive my taxi, which I believe is one of the jobs that uh, he had uh, before he was uh, he or while he was a musician, but before Kiss was big. That that's accurate, right, Don? He was a taxi driver, I thought, or that that was Paul. Maybe uh, they both were. I don't know. Yeah, I think Ace was too. But yeah, he's always been. He actually really has also always been, um, like really on the cutting edge of of technology and stuff. And he's really into computer graphics. He does all his own artwork for his albums and things like that. So, um, you know, here he is. You know, kind of being serious. And I'm, you know, I'm sure Gene is torn between and Paul are torn between. Like, all right, well, at least he's not joking around. But he actually now sounds smart. 
<laughs> yeah, which which that, uh, you know, you don't want to be taking the attention away from Gene and Paul where people might start to think like, wait a minute, this guy's just as smart as they are. Yeah. Uh, let's let him finish his helicopter talk, though. Didn't. Yeah. The Germans make the best ones at the moment. Right now I have a Japanese one I'm having trouble with. <laughs> I have a German one on order. Uh, he's talking about his uh, German helicopter, and um, I, I don't think I know anything about why he might have raised his hand there. Uh, <laughs> it just uh, struck me as odd. Uh, yeah. I'll let the chat uh, see if they have any thoughts about <laughs> why Ace Freely might have thought that was appropriate to do. Yeah, I don't think you want to uh, look like you're uh, uh, ple- pledging allegiance to the Fuhr. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's uh, Eric Zane uh, who just said that. That's uh, that's that's not at all what I what I had to say. But uh, Eric Zane uh, said that. Well, I was uh, just describing it for the audio. Okay, uh, you know. Yeah. No, that's good. You want to make sure that they know exactly. Yeah. What you know. Uh, earlier, I was talking about this notion that uh, Tom, uh, you know, as much fun as he was having, he's trying to get through this thing a little bit. Strange things have happened. A strange <laughs> fan mail. <or> str- <laughs> Look at this. You know, as soon as we start, come, come on, Gene, call him off, please. Okay. Okay, baby. Easy ace, okay. Gene, call him off. Uh, and Gene's like, yeah, you know, I tried before. Uh, you, 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 you made this bed with pipe in it, uh, Snyder. Uh, you're just going to have to lay in it. Uh, you know, I, could there be a more blatant uh, cry for help when interviewing a band, Don? Have, have you ever had to let one of the other members know, like, uh, hey, I, I think I'm a little scared of what might happen here? Right. When, you, when you're being scolded mid-interview by the fellow bandmate, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely going to make for, for a lot of tension in the green room afterwards. But, you know, this is it's funny, too. Again, if you watch this continuously, you know, Ace starts to lose the crowd with the space bear. You know, it's, yeah. he, gets a, he gets a quick laugh on it, and then, but he persists and persists. And like you said, even Peter told him to put the bear down. And now <laughs> there's all this awkwardness going on. And, you know, but Ace still, like a seasoned pro, saves the day and makes it, I think, I don't know if you have the clip of it, but he makes another joke and it destroys and he ends strong, you know, like, like I said, yeah. like a seasoned comic, he, he hit, he hit the check spot. He hit a lull. And then he just, you know, he just came with like his best last joke. And, and then Tom's he back on team ACE again. Yeah, which I, I think, uh, you know, it, it's all about uh, how, how you leave them, you know, and yeah. uh, yeah, there there is uh, some stuff here in the conversation where, you know, it's uh, familiar talk stories that they had told previously, some stories that they've told for years uh, since. But uh, this is a pretty solid uh, there's a, there's this clip and then one more where they say goodbye. But uh, this is what I believe that uh, Don's referring to. If we're in a, if we're in a hotel across the street from uh, the halls we're playing, it really looks like Ringland Brothers because you see parents, you see six years old, you see 25 year olds. It's really it yeah. feels so and if a lot. The cats in Bombay, there would even be cats. <laughs> I bet you didn't know that, did you? I don't believe it. Tom Snyder needs to collect himself. He, get, he, gets, he, he gets falls over in his hair. He gets the crowd back like that. 
That's that's all it takes, right? You just you just gotta have one on the way out. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Tom Tom continues to enjoy this. Like, it's God, it's God. I'm getting bruised by you. I'm amazed. I'm gonna kill you. I'll do it with you at the same time. Yeah, even uh, even Peter's talking about uh, you know how you might need to slap Ace around a little bit. Anyway, what's go ahead, go ahead, Ace. Is I mean. With the joke, I mean, it was it was an all right joke, but it's the reaction. It's the it's what he said, yeah. how he laughed so hard after it. That's what gets me. <laughs> yeah, he, no, no, no. He, Tom, Tom Snyder's reaction makes it, but to Don's point, what does it matter how funny the joke is if uh, if the crowd goes crazy? Uh, well, yeah, and it. the fact that Ace is laughing that hysterically at his own shit—that's what I laugh at <laughs> when he's cracking up at his own fucking joke. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, there's uh, there's more time left in the show, but uh, Tom explains that uh, they have another guest to get to and uh, they have to say goodbye <laughs> to. Uh, look, I've, I've seen a lot of footage of uh, Tom Snyder interviews tomorrow's show and otherwise. Uh, not that he even comes close to this. I actually think uh, he, he could be a very interesting uh, interview uh, interviewer. Uh, but I think by this point he'd uh, had to stop smoking on camera, so that already took away from it. But uh, let, let's see how uh, things wind down here. I've got to move on to the lady Dorothy Dietrich, who saw as the member of the staff, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is a million laughs. Do you want to be saw in half tonight? Absolutely. <laughs> Why not? But may I thank you all for being here, Ace. I really, Tom, you have hey, a terrific sense of humor, it. and you're a good man. And enjoy the trains. I mean, oh, thank you very. Very much. I heard about thank you that. very, very much, I'm Peter. Good, good to see you. Tom. Thank you very much. And Paul, thank you. It's great. And I'm sorry I said you were a bass player, Gene. You're <laughs> He's a good fish. <laughs> Quite all right. Ralph. He's a good <laughs> Take care. Cricket. Thank you all very much. We had a ball. It's a pleasure. Happy Halloween. Sorry, what was that? I know the Paul's joke got that's a huge cricket. He's well, a good I didn't fish. Hear it. He's a good He's fish. A good fish. <laughs> He's a good fish. Yeah. Is that what he said? Uh, <laughs> He's a good fish. Quite all right, Ralph. He's a good egg. And, and Gene with the quite all right, Ralph, which is like, uh, you know, man, that really bothered him that uh, Tom Snyder doesn't know how to read <laughs> the word base. Uh, anyway, as uh, the guys from Kiss say uh, in that segment, happy Halloween. I uh, had so much fun going through that. I, I've uh, been doing my personal podcast, The Black Cast, for 10 years. We did that on episode three. And uh, I have not uh, gone back to it in a decade. And I was so excited to have an excuse to do it. And uh, there's uh, nobody I would rather have join Eric and I than uh, our pal Don Jameson. Don, uh, do you want to have any uh, final thoughts on uh, just getting to relive practically in real time? In fact, our segment that we just did is longer than the interview itself. <laughs> no, I, it, it just it speaks for itself. I mean, it's just so it's just so great. It just reminds it because, you know, we're all still kids. You know, that that's why we're on a computer show, as you say. You know, <laughs> we're just we're still we still have a childish sense of humor. We still think farts are funny, you know, and that's just again. And that's just the kids pulling one over on the parents and they can't get cannot get in control of them. And uh, like it's, it just fills me with glee uh, every time I watch it. So thanks for going through it with me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And Don, obviously that Jameson show Tuesdays at seven Eastern on Compound Media 
I will be one of your guests uh, this upcoming Tuesday, Halloween night. And as we said earlier, that'll come right on the heels of Eric Zane and our pal Carl Hamburger filling in for uh, Anthony Cumia, uh, who uh, hopefully is uh, back behind the desk soon. Uh, and uh, where's everything else? You'll be you'll be uh, hanging out with Jack Russell in Buffalo this weekend. Uh, that uh, I, I, I've never been jealous of uh, happenings in Buffalo until right now. <laughs> yeah, well, it should be a good time. Yeah, we're going to be in Buffalo on Friday and then Jordan, New York on yeah. Saturday. So for all you Jordanians, uh, come out to the show there. That's about 30 minutes from Syracuse. So, um, yeah, we'll be there and we'll be uh, I'll be doing the doing the opening thing and we'll be rocking out. And, uh, you know, we might even, uh, you know, we might even get a, a little uh, silly as uh, Ace and Peter were uh, in that interview. <laughs> when you said Jordan, I was like, wait, Jack Russell and Don are going to the Middle East. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, I don't know if this is the time to do a little, that. A little volatile right now. Maybe, maybe, maybe take sit this one out. Well, we're brokering a peace treaty actually right after the show. So. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you know what they what they say when it comes to negotiating peace: once bitten, twice shy. My, my, my. Don, uh, and where can people follow you on social media? I know. <laughs> you get Eric's giving you the Gene Simmons treatment over there. He, yeah, he closed like his that. eyes and just shook his head. <laughs> yeah. Which is the way things go most episodes of this show. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm sorry. But, uh, Don, where can people keep in touch with you for uh, any and, and all Don Jameson dates, including uh, Terrorizing Terrell Marketers, the uh, series of albums you and Florentine have put out? Yeah, you know, at Real Don Jameson on Twitter, Don Jameson Official, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Well, thanks again, Don, for being on with us. And uh, I, I know that uh, I'll be seeing you on Tuesday, but I have a hunch I'm going to see you much sooner than that. Uh, but uh, I do. everyone will see us together on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you. Hey, listen. You guys are both good fish in my book. <laughs> yes. All right. You're <laughs> well, good fish. Uh, our our resident sturgeon, the one and only Don Jameson. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And uh, hopefully Later. we have a. And you know, Kissmas is only a few months away, so yes. uh, we'll have to have you back before too long. Let, yeah. Uh, let's fi let's find another humiliating clip to Paul and Gene and and tear that apart for uh, a, a wonderful Kissmas celebration. Uh, I'll see if there's any any meat on the bone for the uh, the unmasking appearance on uh, MTV with uh, Vinnie Vincent, who, as soon as we saw him, was like, no, 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 put the onk back on, put the makeup back on. Yes. <laughs> All right. Don Jameson, thank you so much. And uh, hopefully we uh, get a chance to talk with him again. Eric, I know, as always, this show always goes long, but uh, this was our Halloween spectacular and uh, I don't know. I, I get it. I am way too much of a fanboy, but what a great piece of video that is. It's it's historic. Um, and, I, you know, more people need to be aware of it. So uh, just to be able to uh, stop and have Don in here talking about it, 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 it was extra special. Well, uh, that's uh, pretty much our show. Uh, I, I know I mentioned the uh, upcoming compound gig for you. Uh, anything else you want to let people know where they can find Eric Zane? Absolutely. Uh, if you search on any audio platform, Eric Zane Show Podcast, I'm there. I do the show daily, Monday through Friday. Uh, it's on Twitch. So Twitch, uh, just search Eric Zane Live. And uh, it's live at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, if you want to uh, get it as it happens live or just check it out on whatever uh, platform you listen to shows on. 
Well, that's 5 a.m. my time, so people can do what I want, which is, uh, you know, listen to it after the fact. Listen you know? to it after. doesn't matter. It's all there. <laughs> it's, it's still there, just like this show. All there. Uh, yeah. And uh, by the way, for our, our live audience, uh, we appreciate you choosing us to be your pre-show to Tukey Soup, which I know is about to start at the top of the hour. And uh, Eric, you recently just discovered Tukey, didn't you? I discovered Tukey when you told me I want to be the Tukey crowd. So yeah. I looked and I watched episode part of episode 11 and I'm like, well, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> so uh, I, I really thank you for that. Thank Whoa. Hacka hacka. We all love Tukey <laughs> here at uh, the Who Are These Podcast Network. Uh, we appreciate everybody uh, who tuned in uh, watching us live or if you're checking out the archive version, all of that. We will not be back this Tuesday, Halloween. It's the whole reason we did it tonight, but uh, you'll be able to find us on November 7th at what I understand is our new time slot, which is 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Uh, we have about 15 clips that I didn't play. You think I played a lot of clips on this show? Yeah, I got 15 that we didn't use. So yes. uh, we've got, we're already loaded for bear. So play, uh, wait, space bear. I didn't even know what I just said. Fucking home run, Kumia. Uh, but you can find me on social media at Christian DMZ. Check out my personal podcast, The Black Cast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. So we got to get out of here, but uh, w- I know we have one big dollar amount. And uh, thank you to... Big for us. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. We, well, when Carl's on the show, we, we get David Chandler 50 bucks. But uh, this is great for us. You know, I think uh, this is uh, more than twice what we got uh, last week. So we appreciate it. Uh, it is closing time. So uh, as I will let everybody know, every mic is a hot mic, but blind mic is a comedic genius. And Lucy Tightbox is hot as lava. Stut Joe sucks and Carl rules. Also, love Cardiff and Hackride, two totally different people. I believe everything that I just said right there, although I think there might be one that you might disagree with, uh, Eric, if I had to guess. Maybe. I'll let you figure that out on your own. Well, uh, yes, indeed. Uh, every mic is a hot mic, but blind mic is not every mic. We'll see you uh, not next Tuesday. We'll see you on Tuesday the 7th, everybody. Thank you.